Hello, everybody. <laughs> Happy August to those who celebrate. Um, yeah, welcome back to Nymphet Alumni. Sorry, we've been gone for a little bit, but it's because we've been having so much fun. It's summertime and yeah. something historic has happened. We actually all met in real life in person. Yes. Yes. I flew to New York and so did Biz. Um, and I stayed at Alexi's house and we did <laughs> podcast boot camp. And um yeah. Alexi took me around New York City and then we met Biz and we had chicken, we had tiki drinks, we walked around town. Um, we had an amazing time. It was seriously so fun. It was so like, fun. It was so fun. You guys have to move here. I know. I, I feel like I'm well. We'll see. I don't want to make any public announcements. Of plans. Um, yeah, big things coming, etc. Yeah. 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 Um, but we we have a little recording for you guys that we'll add in at the end. Yeah, at the end of the episode, I think. Um. So wait, actually, there's something that is important about our meeting. We realized that is really relevant to today's conversation, which is Sam looks so much like addison ray in real life that Aww. it's like extremely jarring like so she jarring. looks smack like addison ray like at first you might think because of the curly hair like you would be inclined to compare it to like natasha leone or just like any other person with curly hair but facially sam and addison ray are <laughs> twinning to <laughs> a terrifying ah, that's so extent. sweet oh my god it's true um i feel like sam especially looked like addison ray when we went to the trump tower to drink coca-colas yeah and mm. use the free bathroom yeah um, which was very clean because i don't think people go in there. i don't think people go but... in there very much because it is very like it feels like a mausoleum mm-hmm. yeah it felt like a like an egyptian like tomb you know it was very oh, weird i know what i was gonna say i was gonna say no one probably came up to you that was a listener when you were in new york because they didn't recognize you because they thought you were addison ray <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they thought oh you were Addison Ray in a wig doing yeah. a YouTube challenge. <laughs> yeah, dude, hell yeah. I am, to be honest. Uh, so, That's, like, super nice, you guys. Thank you. Well, I, I'll true. take the compliment. You know, whatever. It's because you're both, like, white Latinas. <laughs> like, oh, I forgot she's a white with, Latina. With she's Southern Mexican. charm. Yeah. She's Mexican oh. as well, yeah. So yeah, that's actually, crazy. You guys actually have a lot in common in terms of yeah. your genetics, probably. Yeah, I know. I, you know, I feel for her. My heart goes out to her in these trying times in her life. Um, well, did you feel like, so guys, the topic of today is an emergency to us. It's an emergency <laughs> to you probably as well. Because it's yeah, a question for the culture. <laughs> it's a question for the culture, certainly. It, I found out about it when I was at a overnight God camp. So it was definitely a question for the culture there. But I was wondering, wait, maybe we should explain what yeah. this is. And then I would ask if Addison Ray has communicated to you, Sam, since it's happened. Like, oh, um, you know, through any sort of white Latina transference of like, yeah, no, I felt some ghost. Pains. Like, did she astral project to you? Yeah, the twin she, telepathy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels like um ghost pains from like an amputated leg or something. Like oh, whenever wow. something bad happens to her, it definitely tickles me a little bit. No, I felt really bad. I did. I I, I actually like am siding with her a little bit. On. and it's also her it. yeah let's get into this what happened was that um addison ray collaborated with praying which i'm sure all of our listeners are quite familiar with they're a um fashion brand that made a very famous bikini that says father son holy spirit and addison ray collaborated with them and adidas and posted a photograph of her wearing that bikini 
and was forced to take it down because there was a heavy amount of backlash against her. It seems like pretty strange and kind of like surprising to see that that type of backlash. And also her dad cheated on her mom or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like, so she, I think she's she, having a lapse in faith because of that. Like, and there's some paradigm shifts going on to her. Yeah. Her. Yeah. It is like a classic, like, you know, girl next door cheerleader type like rebels during her parents divorce type of thing like yeah that's usually when people get an eating disorder or they act out in some sort of way um really true but i guess she's not a teenager i think we should describe the image because i actually feel like so i would say i am not a praying expert but i definitely think i was on the forefront of praying studies like a (laughs) year and a half or so ago i think we're really familiar with a lot of their imagery they tend to use like obviously very beautiful women um and i guess their the tone of their images is like hot sexy but i think as an image actually was very like sexy like she's wearing this like white eyeshadow and like looking down and mm-hmm. she's you can only see so this, the bikini we're describing basically for those who aren't familiar it's just a white bikini and then it has in times new roman font um on each like triangle of the bikini father son and then on the bottom of the bikini it says holy spirit so you can just see uh father son and her boobs and um i think actually what's really interesting about the image that was released uh is that it's like there's something really strange about the way they put the text on it because it's like praying so the praying logo and then there's like this white line that goes like right down the center of her body yeah her neck and then adidas Mm. so i think somehow even the way they composed the image made it feel a lot more um provocative to a lot of people yeah it's like the guiding lines and her mouth is kind of open and also addison's been kind of taking a lot of photos that are more on the sexy side and they've been really amazing in my opinion like because she's doing this i would say very because I actually like I forgot about the 80s for a little bit until Addison started like really pulling that 80s shit and I I like I'm, I'm really living for it I think it's wonderful um but I also yeah she's been kind of going more in like the beauty icon territory and less of like yeah, you know kind of like symbol. a model a little sex symbol yeah definitely yeah, but definitely. like a uh, girl next door sex. yeah it seems like uh there's a lot yeah the backlash was interesting I I've said this maybe like once before on the podcast, but I, I am Christian. I grew up Christian. My mom, I actually talked to my mom about this. I guess you could consider her a theologian. She teaches theology. Um, I think everyone, I was also confused as to like what the backlash exactly meant because a lot of it had to do with the Holy Trinity. I've seen the praying bikini so many times. It's like such a part of like our sphere. I, I don't, you know. Like, I feel like Megan the Stallion has it. It's like praying is yeah. worn by a lot yeah, of... Yeah, Lindsay Lohan's worn it. The yeah. girl from Man of Skin. Like, mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera. Also, mm-hmm. like, the fact that Crane has worked with Olivia Rodrigo to make her clothing for her tour mm-hmm. really proves how much leverage they have in celebrity styling. So it's yeah. not like it's new to the celebrity world. It was really surprising to me. I, I really couldn't believe that there were so many people who hadn't ever seen this bikini like not once before. It's really putting into perspective the scale of the internet. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I realized that because so this basically broke while I was at a like three or four day theological camp at Princeton. Uh, I thought that was very symbolic. Actually, the theme of the conference was 
talking about God in public, which is so mm-hmm. interesting because that's what ultimately praying is is um doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I spoke to like a variety of people that were like congregation leaders, but also some really interesting theologians and like none of them were familiar with this side of the internet except uh, maybe a couple people that had uh read my work or the person that invited me so it really proved to me that like whilst this seems so dominant and almost like it's gone out of style in our minds it's actually still so alternative Mm -hmm. um and also for me it's the adidas collaboration that really is significant because adidas is like one of the biggest clothing corporations yeah i would like to use a term like the alt ceiling like breaking the alt ceiling and this like wave of knowledge goes into like all of society or whatever um and yeah it was like i had the same reaction i was like how are people like not familiar with this bikini yeah to me it's been unavoidable (laughs) yeah like we've been literally trying to escape it like literally every day i've been instagramming and and it pops up or something praying like i don't know every single celebrity seems like they've done some sort of like They've always post, you know, what celebrities are wearing, praying. Even Trisha, yeah. Trisha did some video yeah. where she thought it was like a Chinese brand or whatever. They're also, as our like K-pop liaison, K-pop idols have started to wear praying quite mm-hmm. often as well. Well, I just wanted to bring in the statistic because I am really interested in. I mean, we really ha- do live in a time where there are so many collaborations that we're all tired of them, but I do think there's something about Adidas and Nike that feels like the culture wars really play out between them. Like, I know there was a bunch of stuff with mm-hmm. Nike back during the Trump administration. That with the Colin Kaepernick's. So. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it feels like, and b- because there's always this Nike versus Adidas thing, it, it, it like makes people more polarized because that's how we're thought to talk about these brands. And also, mm-hmm. I just want to say that Adidas is the second, yeah, it's the second largest sportswear manufacturer in the world after Nike. So it is just like, a massive collaboration but i also um, want to say that it's like sh- i'm pretty sure it's shoes yeah the collab is shoes so i really don't yeah know oh what. for praying yeah. yeah the collaboration is these adidas and praying white sneakers they're oh. like dad core yeah okay yeah but we haven't seen the rest of the collection um later on i want to talk about like praying's reaction to all of this because mm. They've definitely been baiting and there's been a lot of comments. Um, you know, yeah. the conversation is continuing based on how they've responded. But yeah, I want to say that um, I have seen some like Christian pundits on TikTok kind of like address this, but mostly in the comments, the thing that surprised me is that I feel like this moment is a real litmus test for Gen Z's like ethical sensibilities because a lot of the comments are like, this is so wrong. Like, I'm not a Christian, but like, imagine if this was like any other religion and i feel like we're almost having like a reverse satanic panic thing going on in the culture like i've also seen people discussing if it's okay to wear rosaries as accessories or if it's okay to sexualize like nuns um so i think it's more like people are in this like hive mind of being like, like this is so wrong just because they're trying to set like a baseline precedent for respect for all religions so it's been a very like knee jerk reaction to me at least like there hasn't been much like discussion and debate around it but it's just been like wow like this is fucked up yeah what i saw i follow this girl Brittany dawn who biz Mm. introduced me to like literally like two years ago or something and that's really where i saw a lot of the controversy unfold and she's actually like at the center of all of this and i didn't realize how big of an influencer she was 
Like I saw just a lot of like mega church Protestant people that were very offended for abstract reasons. And I think Alexi brought up a really good point because you were like, no one seems to be like citing their sources and like justifying like why this is a sin. And I called my mom about it. And when she first saw it, she like screamed her head off and was like, what is this? Oh my God. Like, she's very <laughs> upset. And, and then she got very serious. And so thank you. Shout out to my mom. She really like sat down and did a lot of research to like help me out with this. But she cited this verse from the Bible um, and it's usually like colloquially referred to as the unforgiven sin. And it's Matthew 12, 31. And whoever speaks a word against the son of man, it shall be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will never be forgiven him either in this world or in the world to come. So basically the only sin that will not be forgiven is speaking out against the Holy Spirit or like blaspheming the Holy Spirit, which is kind of crazy. I try to read a lot of exegeses on this and try to like understand like what exactly this passage meant and just to give some context. Um, Because basically the story goes in this passage, Jesus was casting out a demon from a man who was possessed and like a Pharisee accuses him of using like the powers of Satan to do that. And Jesus responded and was like if satan casts out satan he's divided against himself so like you know i don't know but anyways <laughs> that's very pembas <laughs> i know no i know and because jesus uses i mean that's also another thing like catholics really like wordplay because jesus talks in riddles or whatever but like basically the pharisee kept mocking jesus after he witnessed his divine power and i guess the sin committed that's like described in this passage a lot of people don't take it literally they say like a person that's blaspheming against the Holy Spirit is someone who knows full well and has witnessed the divine power of God, but continues to blaspheme against it anyways. Like some, I think it was St. Um, St. Augustine or St. Chris, Chrysostom said, you know, even the, the, de- the devil that was in the man witnessed God's power and fled, but the Pharisee was far worse because he saw God's power and mocked it. And so it's not necessarily like someone that speaks out of, against like the Holy Spirit. It's about more like someone who sees like its power and then yeah. continues to like mock it. So it's up to interpretation. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that verse that's like, forgive them because they know not what they do. Yeah. No, that's um, a big so I'm thing. like, does Addison Ray know that? <laughs> has she witnessed the Holy Spirit? I don't really know. But also the Holy Spirit isn't even in the picture. So who knows if she's even wearing the bikini bottom. It's true. She could be yeah. wearing. Yeah, it is crazy that like she's going through this stuff with her father. And like it literally says father on her right titty. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I do think it was strategic that they didn't show the whole bikini because that would have like actually been ten times worse. And it reminds me of it reminds me of American Apparel crops though because she has her mouth open mm-hmm. and it kind of is like okay, so what is going on on the rest outside of the frame? Even though obviously it doesn't have the same power as an American Apparel ad in terms of suggestive quality, it still has that like like close up mm-hmm. question. Yeah. Um, one thing to me is that like praying as a brand is like very minimalist in like they're almost intentionally like not designed like the string bikini in its form is like very generic all of their stuff is printed on like crop tops and like sweatpants and these kind of blanks of garments also I think they're very self-aware in their relationship to language with this like black on white times new roman default font which to me forms like a preemptive defense of them to be like it's literally just words on a shirt it's not that deep i think in giving us this very minimal stimuli they're provoking like a cultural autocomplete because like we fill in the rest and like mm-hmm. our associations with these words and like the power that we give them are what creates like the 
controversy. Yeah, wait, I agree with that because I remember um, when I was writing about this stuff for ID, they wanted me to interview Crane. And um, I think it was Alex or was it Skylar? He was like, yeah, no, we're not, we don't want to. No, like, he was very <laughs> nice about it, but he was like, they're very like, we're not going to give you the insight into like what we make because you do need to complete mm-hmm. it yourself. Yeah. I think, I don't know if someone sent this to the chat or just read it randomly, but like someone was saying how like praying is trying to like cure its own nihilism via nihilism, which I think maybe is kind of true. One thing when I showed this to my mom, she was like, they're trying to be controversial on purpose so that they get more like clicks or whatever. And I was like, I don't actually even think that that's what their intention is. You know what I mean? I think they're genuinely like, like so neutral that they don't, that they're, you've reached such a state of neutrality that something so powerful, like a religious statement that's very sacred could just be like ambivalent to you. You know what I mean? I think it does like speak to the cultural appeal to religion, especially on the internet. Yeah. And I feel like they're very overtly sexual. There's like this waif like sexuality to all of their models a lot of their imagery is like this weird core point and shoot with flash photography in like these weird abandoned houses. And as of late, they've been getting a little bit more fetishy with like girls yeah. being in compromising mm-hmm. positions or like having their ankles bound or something. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I was like, those images were definitely taken before, I think before this controversy, but them posting them right after, like there's a specific image of, is what's it called when someone has their like head and i was just trying to think of that word i was going to say like barracks but that's i'm like i'm like it's a head locker (laughs) yeah oh the head locker yeah guys what is that called okay so guys imagine you're in a medieval square and you go to the place where everyone gets publicly punished and maybe killed Mm -hmm. yeah this is in the beginning of lapona but like see they posted like that photo of a girl with basically bound in wooden shackles uh with the caption like now i know how joan of arc felt which is about like mm. persecution obviously um yeah you guys can go find it like and yeah, but that the name of that thing must be great though yeah what is it like people throw tomatoes at you I, i'm just like medieval torture yeah <laughs> you know headlocker wait i'm definitely gonna find it a pillory. 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 It's called a pillory. I've never heard that before. <laughs> That's cool. I got I got like a photo of me taken in one in like Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, I've, I've been in one before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Where the hell did they get that pillory from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're in I, LA, um, so it'd be like a Hollywood rental, whatever. Um, no, yeah. That pillory looks like it's made out of um, a plank, duct taped to another plank. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they, someone just made this in their garage. The craftsmanship is not there. <laughs> um, Wait, it's literally cut in half and taped together. Oh, Do you see it? This is kind of duct They have no plans to release a pillory anytime soon. They need some work on that. Sometimes they're literally maniacal yeah. geniuses, though. Like, posting a photo of the collaboration with Adidas, the shoe they made, and the caption is just Judgment Day. And then the day that it's yeah. released. Because it's just, like, it does always bring back to this, like, like only God can judge me type of thing. Yeah, yeah. they are very cheeky. Yeah. They're, they're, they're so very cheeky. cheeky. And they always use that little emoji that's so cheeky. Yeah, the little guy, the little blue guy. Yeah. So I think we should talk about Addison more in terms of like, so I guess the reason people find this so shocking is because Addison, more than their celebrity, 
I guess, collaborators in the past, has this kind of America's sweetheart or like Southern church girl ethos that, but I'm not sure that conservatives were ever attached to her as a figure. No. When it comes to teen social media stars, I think there's definitely a lesser of two evils rhetoric yes. going on. And Addison Rae has always represented positivity. She's always smiling, but then she's also always dancing to these like disgustingly horny songs and is always in a bikini. Mm-hmm. So I think people have just been like, okay, yeah, like she's a little slutty, but she's like smiling through the. But she's like slutty in a way that we understand. Because yeah. She's slutty in like a like pep rally type of way, like the like the hottest girl in the cheerleading squad kind of like yeah. throwing it back in that context um so it's like very understandable also i think um the podcast star girl which emma baker has she did an episode on addison ray recently which i enjoyed and she talked about addison ray as being like very embodied like she's such like an embodied person like she's so i don't know there's something so like sensual about the way she moves it's, it's very like magnetic like she yeah. talked about how she stands apart from like the first generation of tiktok stars because she's so magnetic to watch yeah but she also is like it's that competitive dance training it's like the cheerleading training like her facial expressions her movements are very measured like she's not slutty in the way where you like no one is expecting to see her like twerk you know Mm -hmm. no she yeah she's she's very like um entrancing in in her movements well she just seems like a cartoon character a little bit she's very like animified or something Mm -hmm. like she everything is just very like i feel like every time she like jumps there should be like a cartoon boing noise or something you know what i mean she's very like also i feel like she likes winking she has a button nose she She has like perfect teeth perfect teeth that's another thing she has reality show teeth she also is definitely in the legacy of like these extremely cute facial expressions yeah like bella porch that really mm-hmm. are inseparable from tiktok dancing i think it's important to say that she stopped being blonde recently which i think has like taken her to the dark side but as a pro brunette podcast like there's nothing wrong with having dark hair but i do think it marked like a vibe shift in her personal styling also i think maybe the praying thing is just weird because like we associate her with like positivity and wholesomeness to so to see her engage in something that like is ironic and has levels of like irreverence to it we just like don't want mm-hmm. like we don't want that from her you know yeah i think praying has like a certain darkness for like addison ray's sexiness is very like pop benatar like 80s exactly like, yeah. electro it's like, it's like, it's like you know what i mean classic sexiness though it's like historical through the ages i think yeah she... it's like looking at photos of your mom or literally yeah, that is young. like yeah like it just you feel very like like oh my god like she's so pretty but you're not like because praying is definitely like and i feel uncomfortable that i showed my mom this but yeah praying is very e-girl sexuality very like wave core very 4chan girlfriend it's very much like is you can see some ribs or something yeah that's not very mm-hmm. addison ray i do feel that we have all observed this um because th- there's something about her that everyone's always trying to figure out there's something about addison that everyone she seems like a bit like quirky <gasps> a bit funny like she's i will always say tweeting. As a gay um, rights ally, gay people are obsessed with Addison Rae right now because she's, like, got this weird thing where she's kind of, like, collaborated with Charlie XCX or, like, Charlie XCX has, like, professed her love for her. She's become, like, this pop star and she has these leaked songs that are very, like, Y2K. And she's like, oh, I love Arca. Yes, her Spotify playlist leak where it was all, like, Mm hyper-pop and Sophie. Mm -hmm. Addison was the first person of the TikTok generation 
to show people that like TikTok like personas weren't just these like flat mainstream characters because she actually is always doing she's always doing weird shit and wearing weird clothes um and she's always she's always tweeting like truly random things and also people get mad at her because of her style because they think she has really bad style but actually she just has kind of like unusual style Mm-hmm. um and like her style is some of the best i've ever seen is she just she out of just like yeah out of her her cohort she like wears things yeah that are unexpected um mm-hmm. but that's a thing too is i think now that i see like photos of your mom when she was young like there's definitely something like weirdly like freudian about people's obsession with her like i swear to god like it's some weird like mommy maybe thing it's because of, her like whole family is in the public eye she has like daughterly vibes but she also has big boobs so it's like mommy Mm-hmm. yeah i feel like that is literally um the worst thing i could have said <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> yeah no i mean i'm like looking at her instagram and she really does like and she also has a weird boyfriend like people can't make Ew, yeah I don't even want to think about that. I'm going to ruin okay it no so we're gonna bad. talk about it we're gonna talk about it so like she has this weird boyfriend named omer fetty who is an israeli music producer who i guess has had some success but he has a bit of a a classic 2018 kind of e-boy look but he has this like mcdonald's red hair and every single time they're together people comment on the post and say like god like if he can get her anything as possible um uh, but like looking at her instagram she truly yeah is like existing in a different dimension like she's always just you never know what to expect from her i think that's beautiful but that's I think it's really she cool. she basically in my opinion addison's kind of like we never know what to expect from her next is what all of the praying e-girls hope for themselves. But like by being a praying e-girl, you are never going to be, going to be able to do that. If you're a praying e-girl, I could literally calculate we're going to have for breakfast tomorrow. I can, like, you can literally, like, see their moves, like, 30 moves ahead. I don't know. All due respect, you know what I mean? But it just, it seems like that path is very prepackaged. And Addison Ray has true joie de vivre. She has true, like, just her energy. Like, she very much, I will say, she's a creative, what about you what know? about Bead Lizard being a construction site manager? Oh, okay. Wait, okay. Wait. She's she's she rules. I No, love her. Jamie's a fan of the pod, also a praying model, and um, she's one of the most beautiful women on earth. I would say, um, I agree. Actually, she's genuinely quirked up as well. But I also think that Jamie is similar to Addison Rae. Like she is mm-hmm. like historically beautiful. Like she's, if you put her in a non weird core photo, she would. exactly well it's like a very lady godiva like is she is lady godiva the one where it's like the hair covering the the body the townspeople right on on who horse is, who is the one where the townspeople like would riot because they wanted her to see her face and like and she went outside once a day so that the townspeople could see her beautiful face is that lady godiva I don't know, but I just know Addison Rae has been using girl blogger hearts recently, like the open hearts um, oh with like god the little wings on the side and then the two open circles. So yeah, I guess She's getting there. this is just proven to me overall that like culture is very vast. This really ha- is significant as um, a point of mainstreaming, but then also like this type of backlash really proves that yeah no matter how much we had talked in circles about this like is it ironic about christianity and stuff like there's just much bigger conversations happening in terms of like that okay i don't know what i'm saying anymore someone has to take over <laughs> 
Okay, I was just going to say, to me, I'm actually slightly, like, surprised or, like, enchanted that blasphemy hasn't lost its power in our society. Mm-hmm. Like, this gives me the vibes of when Sinead O'Connor ripped up that picture of the Pope on SNL. But that was, like, a very um, ideological thing that she was trying to make a point with. But this has so, like, little background behind it but also my friend nicole williams who is a christian girl boss was talking to me about this and she said that in an age of there being very few things that are actually attention grabbing on the internet it makes sense that people are reverting to the most extreme stereotypes of religiosity and purity and trying to go in the other direction with them but also that we're like passing peak irony and peak absurdity into earnestness she like missed the mark and people are having like an earnest reaction that's kind of like cancel culture-esque I mean I feel I'm a very like free speech advocate like I like I wouldn't personally do this I think it's wrong but like I'm gonna fight for your right to do it anyways I'm like one of those people but you like the ACLU <laughs> yeah like yeah I, like, the ACLU. <laughs> my mom explained and maybe this will like get into like I, I do actually want to like discuss this with you guys too and see what you think because she was explaining how like the meaning of certain things and like the Catholic Church specifically and for example like the altar in the church presenting things in solid gold chalices and like perfectly clean white linens and the priest is washing his hands wiping down the object you know and she also brought up the example of like a bride who wears a veil not because of shame or she's hiding her beauty or sexuality because some things are just so precious like so delicate and unimaginably beautiful that you can seldom lay, lay eyes on it and they need to be protected right And then another example that she brought up was like how in Mexico, it's like illegal to print a Mexican flag on like shorts. And there's like a set of laws in the United States too, but it's not as normalized, but there's like a set of laws that dictates like how you display the flag, like certain things like that are sacred, like have really lost their holiness and and just really like, um, I think people do long for that sort of like mystical quality to objects yeah um and then I think they're reattaching to it and I think so seeing the backlash like this like I'm I'm gonna fight for like Addison's right to do this and I don't think that she should lose her career over it but I do also see this as like a positive outcome where people are reattaching like a mystical meaning to like a material reality like people being invested in a material reality is like so important to me and like a society where like things are just evolving more and more into immateriality i agree and, like that. all melding together I, yeah. I know this isn't the same thing but a couple years ago i got really into wearing jewelry that felt like uh very amuletic to me so i would always wear something that like my grandma gave me something that like my mom gave me something that my sister gave me or something like that i do like the idea of material things being very sacred or important because that also has been so mm-hmm. lost in our production of material culture with like the, the trend cycle being so accelerated and all of the our material things being so devalued so that is mm-hmm. a really beautiful point sam and i'm going to reflect on that more in my personal life that brings up two things that i want to discuss and the first one is like the form of the bikini and why there would be more room for leeway if it were just like on any other garment the nature of the internet we have this very like interesting relationship to the bikini because everyone knows that it's the one garment you can get away with the most nudity given content moderation guidelines and it's like the closest institutionally accepted way that you can be like practically naked online um and so i feel like bikini pics like on instagram they're like the downfall of people's relationships statements of independence after you break up with someone 
like the term thirst trap they're like a call to action so i think when we see a bikini we just have this connotation of like everything to do with women and vanity and attention seeking and temptation on the internet which i think like makes it a lot worse um yeah and it's also just traditionally like has always been a controversial clothing item and also you know my mom was I'm like, I'm like my mom but she came, she was just like you don't put holy spirit on your vagina and I was like that makes sense like even if it's not sexualized it's like yeah it's like why are you so weird yeah it's just, why, yeah, why but, are you so weird but also the the triangle bikini it's literally a triangle like the father's on the holy spirit like Mm-hmm. there really are yeah. levels to the, the object itself yeah but it, you know that's definitely like i i understand the shock that's like very shocking and it, i think that quote from the bible that was also really interesting saint augustine said that like it's such blasphemy to speak out against the holy spirit because like saint augustine said it was the most fearful thing written in the gospels like he was writing them like 400 ad or something like people have feared that passage for literally like centuries and centuries it's crazy but I do want to get to like sexuality and religion. Yeah, I was just going to say that um, I think the reason this set off so many red flags for people is that if you're like American and you've grown up under like a Christian culture with evangelical Christianity or Protestantism being the leading force, I think we think of sexuality and Christianity to be such opposing forces. So any combination of the two will like really set off red flags. But I also think when I was talking to my friend Nicole, I was trying to get to the bottom of what Addison Ray is truly guilty of from a Christian perspective. And she was saying that, like, you know, modesty in scripture always translates to some version of, like, caring what you look like too much is bad for you and your soul, both from a physical beauty perspective and from a reputation perspective. And there have been, like, interpretations of this that are, like, a woman should prevent men from being attracted to them. But I think, like, the thing about this is not really, like, her boobs being out, but more just, like, the attention-seeking intention behind Mm -hmm. it. So, like, she's guilty of immodesty in that she's using the Trinity for attention, which is, like, a very sacred thing. Um, That's what Brittany Dawn was getting into. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think it's more, like, forgive them for they know not what they do or whatever. But I'm sure that there's people that were praying that like do you know what they're doing you know it's like I don't know I'm just kind of like but also I think a lot of people have religious trauma I can tell that there are like some all e-girls that are getting into praying as like a religious trauma coping mechanism or something yeah and in that case it's just like yeah it's about respect or something you know what I also feel like this is about people getting their kicks after the Trump administration because I feel like there's no one for like liberals or leftists to really make fun of in the same way anymore. I also don't want to talk about Roe v. Wade too much, but I do think right now like Christians are like yeah, a bit of the yeah. enemy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. But like I like I said, I have been looking up the praying comment sections and like people that are either friends with the brand or kind of on that side of things. They're just posting like really trolly. Oh no. No, like, for example, our friend Liam, ATL Grandma, commented on the photo of the girl who's wearing, what's it called? The, the pillory. The pillory? The pillar. Wait, it's not pillory. Actually, it's near the pillory photo and said, y'all are so messed up as a brand. I'm doing follow-backs. And then <laughs> Lil' Aaron. Okay, now this is just too far. And then JT Firstman, change, space.org. Princess Gollum, honestly, we all need Jesus. So, like, they are taking this kind of uh like just like messing with people in comment sections you know Ugh. like i don't know 
y'all have fun like for real but um <laughs> you all be laughing in hell <laughs> like whatever like but um respect I do want to get into something kind of schizo that like McLuhan converted to Catholicism because of the doctrine of the incarnate word which is like well the word became flesh or like Jesus was incarnate that concept in McLuhan's like obsession with words is like very interesting and every other Catholic writer like is always very known for wordplay, like James Joyce with Finnegan's Wake or G.K. Chesterton, who is so great at puns. And I think it's something very unique about Catholicism, that wordplay is, and also just in the Bible, I think it's interesting that praying is playing upon this as well. It's like such a text-based brand. And I think it's really interesting as well, combining sexuality with this, because I something I was talking to Alexi about, and this like really plagues me, right? When, when we try to deliver ourselves from the immaterial, and try to incarnate it, it always like results in such violence. Like I brought up the example of Young Han saying like people who spent like way too much time on like MySpace were trying to embody themselves by cutting. Like that was like one of the functions of like cutting in the early 2000s or whatever. And I think it's really interesting. Sexuality is also something that's very like incarnate and like violent, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, but like I think it's just like the accelerative nature of the internet. Like I was talking to Sam using the example of all of these studies about like porn addiction and how your body like can't get off on the same stimuli for too long or whatever. So like porn addicts gradually get into more and more extreme things just because they like, I don't know, like need it, Mm -hmm. but whatever. Um, I, I do like what you said about like the word incarnate and my friend Nicole, who I can't think enough. She's like very, very smart. She was um talking to me about like the power of language in Christianity. And this is like a quote from her. She said, in the Bible, especially the Old Testament, people thought that saying God's name alone had so much power, partially because spoken word generally had a lot of cultural power. Stories were passed verbally, speaking and ceremonies and reading were a lot more important. And also in the creation story, like God spoke the world into existence. So people wouldn't even say his name out loud. And that's like Yahweh and like other inventions came out of that. Um, but that's really important in how like we understand taking God's name in vain or like where a lot of those rules came from, which I think is interesting because I think this bikini is just like words on a bikini, but it also really makes you think about like, it's not even a representation and it's not like super iconic classic, but it is just like, I don't know. Also, the other thing is that a lot of the comments that I were seeing that were like trying to set this precedent of religious respect in general from people that weren't even Christian were like, imagine if this was like Islam. But I do think it genuinely would be like different. Yeah. Yeah. There's such a just there's an interesting thing also about what you're we're just talking about like the immaterial and like the internet. Like I remember as a kid, like I truly was like felt like the Holy Spirit was all around me and God was always watching me. Mm. And now it's like that is the function of social media and the internet is like someone's always watching you and like you're always in yeah. the same way that you're in, the, in, in danger of like God seeing like the, accountability the you've done yeah. as a kid it's like someone is watching you with their phone yeah at all times no it's um, scary so and, like I, I always think of this too because it's like there's something so compatible about spirituality and um technological changes especially with digital technology it's like really interesting McLuhan talks about this a lot with James Joyce and Finnegan's Wake when he was at the precipice of like an enormous technological change and this Jesuit writer which like I really the Jesuits are really something that people should check out in Catholicism it's like my preferred strain or whatever but um he 
like this like Jesuit author decides to like combine like these weird like psychobabble like spiritual craziness at the precipice of this great technological change and creates this like totally schizophrenic long ass book that barely makes any sense and takes years to read because it's so complex and like this wrote about this in her brilliant article god posting or new internet esotericism where she talks about all these Substack writers that are literally doing the same thing that James Joyce did at the precipice of a big technological change, which we saw. So I think this function is really interesting and I don't know how to make this connection like make sense, but it's there. And like, we all know it's there. You know what I mean? Like something about language, spirituality, incarnation, immateriality. Wait, I also want to ask Sam, or we were talking earlier about like ecstasy just in relation with Catholicism in particular, just like there are lots of instances in the Bible where sexuality isn't like taboo yeah and but i i feel like the more i was thinking about that i was like this doesn't really relate to the allison ray thing because if she was doing like an ecstasy of saint Teresa type thing that like looked like almost a pornographic image i feel like that would have been somewhat better i mean well i it would have been better i guess but that's also not for me to decide like but i do want to say like like i was an altar server i've studied this in college like because i know priests i've like spoken to them often and have been their friends and stuff and their sexuality is very open there's even been stuff that i've heard in lectures and sermons and stuff that has made me uncomfortable because of its sexuality like um and we do have like a lot of analysis between like examples are of course like ecstasy of saint Teresa. there's very very interesting and disturbing interpretation of St. Augustine's like theophany with his mother, Monica, when they both experience this moment of mutual ecstasy. This is not necessarily incompatible with our religion. And even um, Pope John Paul II wrote a whole book over this course of two years, like Theology of the Body. And he had like literally like chapters and chapters on sexuality and Catholics. This is not necessarily a taboo subject. It's totally compatible with it but I think it is just like the concept of ecstasy the concept of the holy spirit which leads to theophany or like epiphany for both sides like I would recommend studying the theological foundations right like for these like mega church like people who are just kind of like this feels wrong I'm going to say it's wrong and not even read or try to understand any passages or history like having to do with this like Mm -hmm. y'all need to go like study your history and then also people who are um blaspheming i'm like maybe you're doing it wrong it's like the the classic joke of like the upside down cross being actually like a christian symbol you know what i mean (laughs) like yeah i think the revelation that i had was just that she's really just like praying if we're gonna find them guilty of something go on it's um i think it's like the the clout chasing like attention seeking and intentional provocation Mm -hmm. because the images themselves are like pretty sterile like the only thing that's sexy about them is like how revealing they are Mm -hmm. i don't i I forget people for clout chasing if they're gonna make as much money as they're probably making you know what i mean i'm like yeah that bag (laughs) um also like i said like even if i find it offensive i'm gonna let them exist and not freak out yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think that people no, should I be able to totally do that. So like, I maybe even would find them guilty of like ripping off vibes from like 2018, like yard 666 sale. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's Bro, like, I yeah. wish, I wish the cross was like, yeah, like covered in like drippy yarn, like dri- drippy yarn, like drippy, drippy yarn or just like drippy, the slime. Kylie, Kylie, like Kylie lip yeah. kit drips. Oh yeah. God, please. Yeah. Um, 
Oh uh, yeah. Right, oh, I missed the like odd future satanic era. Yeah. But... No, because that was that was really good because it was hard. Like it literally went so hard. Yeah, they were literally saying so kill them hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now Tyler is. I mean, Tyler and Addison Ray would probably get along. I just feel like Addison Ray hasn't like I feel like she probably has like a social chameleon aspect in real life. Mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. Because we have seen her, we we've seen her like go up and say hi to President Trump. We see her hanging out with like Courtney Kardashian and Charlie XCX. And... I guess she mostly hangs out with white people. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that true? I don't know. I just said uh huh, but I didn't hear you. <laughs> her, no, I'm sorry. Her boyfriend's a man of color. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Because he is. I gotta hate okay. his vibes. Um, yeah, I just so... like actually took took a second look at him and I was like. Damn, dude. He reminds me of the Cookie Monster. But, you like, think his hair is McDonald's red business of real <laughs> violation, but it's so real. It's I true. That color red hair on people, it's never looked good. You to never me. see it. We never see it, except not these days. I feel like it's outdated now. Yeah, it's like a it's 90s, just so like, hot topic, like Sally Beauty. Yeah. It gives like Matrix to like plur, but I 90s. Like the- I like the cherry coke <laughs> color, the gas station color. Yeah. Like, I think it's just like the hair. manic panic red, like it really just gives well, i want to piss my parents off well you need to have like a shaved head for it to look decent on you like you can't just have these lo- this long as hair his roots are showing he just looks a little bit like he's wearing a party city wig too because his hair is like <laughs> in the middle of two textures like curl not curly Ew. not straight so it's just you know, like this is i think my final thought is because we need to wrap up um we're just really mean I'm now like, people <laughs> No, no, no. I think people are constantly questioning Addison's sanity for some reason. <laughs> like, they're constantly questioning, like, if she ever knows what she's doing. It's She constantly has comments like, girl, what the fuck are you doing on our photos? Yeah. And I'm like, all that went out the window when she did this. It was like, this girl knows exactly what she's doing. Um, <laughs> I know. So. Yeah. I respect I her a lot. I she truly is a bimbo. No, yeah. that's like, that's she, she really is. And like, you know, she doesn't have to try to be anything. Like, she can make mistakes. Well, them. now she's she's gone back to promoting her Barbie dolls that came out. So <gasps> I'll buy one. You know what? I'll say if anything, this cements her in my mind as uh, not a successor of Britney Spears, but this definitely cements their connection because I mean, maybe one more time, Catholic school girl skirt. It was obviously much more subtle. But... Oh my god! Wait, I totally yeah. forgot about that. That is. That is a true yeah. connection. It had the same uh, vibe of like purity, corruption, you know? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the Addison Rae doll and on the box it says, Addison cares, look inspired by body positivity. Yeah, because people call her fat. People do call her fat. I'm like, she's so like, she's normal bodied at best. She's normal bodied. She is so beautiful. No, um, she's gorgeous. Yeah. The, the, no, the the doll they violated her though. The doll has <laughs> yeah, because they want, they wanted to make it the like quote unquote Addison Bright iconic look with the blonde hair and the like dark eyebrows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, I um, need to, that does look fucked That doesn't look good. Yeah. Well, guys, I guess for our final question, would so would you guys wear this bikini? No. <laughs> uh, I think I'm good love. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't wear it either. I would wear like their uh, "Goodbye Horses" sweater because I like that song. Oh yeah. yeah, let me let me take a look at the yeah. Let's website. look at the yeah. Let's look at the let's website. Look at, see if maybe they'll send us some merch. It's very Web 1.0, yeah. which I think is pretty cute. Which goes in line say, with their like weird point and shoot photography. I would say, guys, not to self plug, but I really was a 
a prank historian back in no, the day. No, I know. So I'll put my articles. No, no, I know you know, but I'll just put some of the stuff I've written about praying in the show notes. But yeah, let's take a look. Okay, so let's just a final note is the the shoe for Adidas is called the praying for Adidas Supernova Cushion Seven, and the copy that accompanies it is Lord, watch over me today as I run. This is the day, and this is the time for the race. Watch over my body. Keep with me from injury. So a runner's prayer. Under it, they have the Holy Trinity bikini, like, front and center. And it says, incredible faith, powerful healing bikini. Peace be on you and with your spirit. Peace be on you. That's not even right. Yeah, they always leaned into, on their website, kind of these uh, uncanny spellings and, like, grammatical syntax and stuff. Give girls money. That one's, like, a random one. I feel like they don't... The whole something about the the God's favorite, also the whole like perfect angel girl thing. I really that rubs me the wrong way because it has this very like paternalistic thing with God, and it's like very DDLG. Uh, it is completely. Now. But stop it now. Having to explain that to a group of like <laughs> um, academic theologians and priests and pastors, I was like, I was so uncomfortable. No, shout out to my sister and her boyfriend who explained this to my mom before I. I called her. That was really nice. They did that. They have the bikini in green. Wow, I've never like looked at their website. Man, I've spent a lot of time on this website. Praying Hall. They, the one that says they don't build statues of critics, I feel like that's um, feeling pointed to me right now. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like people... Yeah. yeah but they're yeah. so... They're, they're, yeah, that's why you're like an attack on this episode. I know. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, that's fine. We respect, like, I respect them for sure. Like, I get that bag. Yeah, I respect them too. Do your thing. Just, like, try to, you know, just try to be a good person. I don't know. Like, this is not my place to, like, pass judgment on you. But what I was going to say is I would maybe get the Fashion Nova God's Favorite knockoff t-shirt because I just think that's funny. Um, <laughs> I think if I saw you wearing that, Sam, I would... Put you in the mental hospital i literally would like drive you to you call them wellness McQueen hospital and put you in there um oh. no praying praying is valid i think they're interesting i think they're, they're posing a lot of questions for the culture mm-hmm. what brand has had this sort of public discourse in years i don't think there has been one and do y'all remember the rotisserie chicken 5.99 shirt yeah I that, was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy that was a hit that was a hit that was so i wonder if someone is gonna make the jewish version of praying a catholic has to do it because well, isn't praying jewish but they made a catholic praying maybe i will now make a jewish praying we should submit some bible verses for them yeah. to get into oh i kind of like wait i wrote i, I found a bible verse that said um yeah let's let's wrap up with our favorite verse <laughs> this is um just to everybody to ponder on to chew on matthew 6 5 and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. I love that one. I was like, that's great. Um, that is beautiful. What's the one that's at the bottom of the um, Forever 21 bag? John it's a John 316. John. Yeah. Yeah, for Yeah, I don't know you mean John 316. Um, but John 316 like, is, there's, isn't there I don't know. the cookout cup as well, Alexi, or no? I think that might be Phil 413, but also I don't know. That's, um, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's like every Christian girl's uh, yeah. Um I like the one about um, being equally yoked, that one about marriage. And then I also like the one 
wait, no, that's Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> something. Oh, the other one about being fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That is really beautiful. Yeah. But then that one's also kind of used for pro-life stuff because it's like God knitted me in my mother's yeah. stomach. Well, I gotta say, every Catholic I know is not like they're not pro. I mean, I guess they are in the sense of like. They wouldn't get abortions, but check, I would say, check out the Jesuits, everybody, <laughs> like, for real, like, they're not, they're not what you think they are. I would, I think everyone should go on a kind of spiritual journey to New Orleans, because <laughs> it is a very um, spiritual city, but it's also, like, the headquarters, well, it has a Jesuit history, basically, mm. so there's a lot of Jesuit activity there, so you could get a lot done there, uh, and I would recommend that, so... Maybe the NIMPA Alumni um, Theological Conference yeah. will be there. <laughs> oh my god, and we'll eat beignets the whole time. Yes. Um, well, guys, thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, I think if you listen to this podcast, you're probably pretty tuned into this culture as it's been manifesting before this kind of like explosive moment. So it's all, we'd love to hear what you guys mm-hmm. think. Also, um, mm-hmm. stay tuned for a little clip of us recording in person together giggling in the back our, our uber fan service yeah it was like three in the, two in the morning three in the morning uh in the back of an uber like yeah in williamsburg rushing through hasidic williamsburg i was so alexi gave um, me the bushwick tour like the grand tour after because she was like this bushwick? Yeah, well, no, you, I mean, we passed through it and you were Wait, like, see, this guys, is where the mass bush with people. I have this. something to tell <laughs> Wait, you. What? I've been oh, meaning yeah. to tell you guys this. I've been meaning to tell you guys this, including the fans. So I was on a East London, in East London last night, having a pint. And who walks up, who walks by me? Who do I see coming towards me? Sky Ferreira. No. <gasps> yes. Did you say hi? Did you say something? No, but I have this, like, I have a haunting instinct. I couldn't really tell it was her. It's kind of dark. But I saw this girl with like a lot of hair and then just like her jawline and I knew it was her and I was like, is that Sky Ferreira? And then she walked towards me and it was Sky <gasps> Ferreira and she was wearing like a very 2014 outfit. And Whoa. I've also seen her in person once before in the East Village in like 2015. Um, and she's did a she has like a presence in person where people I think mm-hmm. or like I would be drawn to look at her basically. Okay. Um, <gasps> Yeah, so that felt very interesting. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. That's good luck. I don't know what she's doing. She consecrated you. I wish her the best. She's very talented, mm-hmm. and she doesn't wear praying. That we know. She would though. She would. I feel like she would think praying is really cool, and she like has. But no, she yet. she probably has because she did a campaign for fucking <laughs> Mark, Mark Jacobs, Jacobs heaven. Happened, right? Yeah. Which they definitely ripped yeah. the vibe slightly, like maybe by 10, 5 to 10% from praying. Because, like, why would you name it heaven? I don't know which came first, but maybe they were just like a zeitgeist uh, thing. Praying definitely came first, right? It seems like they did, yeah. And I'm like, well, f- yeah, praying came first, but Mark Jacob's heaven was so enshrouded in controversy that it was not related to its name. Mm-hmm. Because people are like, this is ripping off like fruits. Like it's so. But also, they There's, stole they're... the name from some like like LA yeah, like, weird collective called them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I heard that same. But heaven, I guess, is just so so much less loaded. Because uh, I feel like I would go to a place called like hot dog heaven and like eat a hot dog. <laughs> you know, papaya heaven also is yeah a thing. I really want to go to hot dog um, heaven, dude. 
I want to get Halloween so I'm bad. I say it's called Papaya Heaven. It's definitely not called that. It's um, Papaya Dog. It's Papaya King in some locations. Is I really? was just thinking, yeah. Okay. Well, love you guys. Love you. Have a good summer. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We love you. Peace be upon you. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, guys. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so weird. Oh, is this weird? I We're think- all... Bird. We're in a multi-stop from our home after a wild night of tiki drinks and fried chicken. Fried chicken. And seaside sites. Yeah, seaside we were having sites. a little nautical moment, for yes. sure. Um, this is our first ever recording together, so... It was also our first time all meeting. Like, we, like you guys haven't met before today. No, I've never met Biz. But Sam is staying with me. Biz and I have had some fun times together, separately. Some fun times, yeah. Biz and Alexi are very tired right now. I'm um, really... It's 7 a.m. on my body clock. I know. This just came from clock? London, yeah. My body clock? Yeah, my internal clock. Oh, it's giving body party. Body, body party. party. That's what I was thinking. That sounds yeah. like Kylie Jenner. It's like, a song by Sierra. Oh, yeah. Sierra. Yeah. Yeah, we just we forgot to record a voice note and uh But we talked so much guys. Yeah. Like I hope you know that like even when we're not podcasting we talk. Yeah, yeah. we talked about you guys actually. We did. Like, yeah. Every single listener we like went through all um, <laughs> your vitals. All <laughs> of you. yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and we um we can't I know. We're so proud and honored and this is a wonderful night. And yeah. Uh, we love this project. We love each other. It's wonderful. We're having the best time ever. Yeah. Perfect New York night. <laughs> and now we're on Flushing Avenue. We're driving through Hasidic Williamsburg. Yeah, so we're going to end the uh, recording. Yay! Bye.